And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian who got her start on Broadway singing and dancing and stealing street signs. It's Renee Colvert. And he's a comedian whose stand-up is like a diving pool full of wax lips, silly and deep. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to make beef Wellington and also beef medium Wellington. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the Love Bus Sailor and your best friend, Ozzy Rosie. Hello, my little fruitcakes without the fucking green things in them. That carbohydrate was sent in by Ray Morgan on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com Patreon. is where you go for all sorts of fun stuff. Now, I believe the green things... The cherries. They're maraschino cherries. Yeah. When I was a kid, sometimes you'd get a green maraschino cherry, sometimes you'd get a red. Now you never see the green ones. How do they make yeah. them green? How do With they? dye. It's the same way they make them red. But they're like a fluorescenty green. Yeah, I know. It's weird. But yet they're obviously still somewhere you can get green maraschino cherries for your fruitcake that no one wants. Right. Can Ray work with the red ones, do you think? Is it a color situation or um I feel like he's anti fruitcake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like he's <laughs> yeah. uh he's not into fruitcake. And I have to say it's not that bad. It's yeah, not I'm that gonna, good, but it's not that bad. Because yeah. your expectations are so bottomed out. You're like, yeah. that's pretty good. We saw, so there was some fruit cake when we were in Hawaii at that grocery store, and I almost bought it just because I feel like I need to give this another yeah. go. Be- it's it like, gets a bad rap, but it's, is it really that bad? No, it is not. It, but it's real unhealthy. It's like very, it's like a brick, a brick of fat and sugar and green shit and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think people... Like it got a bad rap because people were giving it away as a gift a lot, and so I it's guess. a lousy gift. Yeah, but when I was a kid, it was in it was such a common holiday thing in movies and TV and morning radio. Sh- every, it seemed like everything I was listening to or seeing was just ridiculing fruitcakes. Is how absurd they were, and they were like for old people only, and what a terrible gift. Mm-hmm. And if you show up at someone's house, and then I saw one, I couldn't believe they were actually real or still in in operation. And that it was pretty good. Right. I yeah. too was surprised and a little ashamed. Yeah. Like if you can't, you know what? Be proud of your love of fruitcake. <laughs> I would like to say hello to my guests on this episode, which is airing Christmas week. Christmas has already happened by the time you hear this, but it's just right there in your rear view. <laughs> it's almost tailing you. Still happening in yeah. your heart. Yeah. Just there. Hello, Renee. Hello. Happy holidays, oh everyone. Oh, my God. Ooh. I feel like I'm about to get some kind of like deal from I Honda or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Only now. No, Toyota. Yeah, yeah. Bye Toyota now. savings event. Exactly. Hello, David. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's nice to be here, and it's very nice of you to be best friends with everybody, because the holidays can be kind of lonely at times, well, and people that are maybe potentially struggling a bit. Have I'm a best glad friend. that we're yeah. here to like keep you some company. We do what we can. Hello, Daniel. Hi there. Merry post Christmas. There's no reason it can't still be merry. Yeah. Yeah, merry it up. <laughs> it's over. Holly it's Jolly. the merriest of the holiday. You didn't get any bells or anything. I mean, you're kind of scroogey. Yeah, just a cold wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, check out the garage. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big Get, get out of here, you motherfucker. 
Hello, Jeff. Hey, Allison. I know she didn't uh, set up a Christmas tree. It's just going to end up up my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, might as well. Not bother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, a little tip for you, a little pro tip. Uh, tiny in first. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was, was that me talking about my hatred of G-strings? It's just going to end up up my butt. Yeah, I think you're right. That's yeah, because there's a mocking voice? tone to yeah. it. Yeah. That's your voice? But it's just going to end up up my butt. That is my voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's me. But the weird thing is that I'm the one. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what it is. I know what it is. It's that I hate G-strings because it's a wedgie. And then the other women say that, yeah, but the thing about underwear is it's just going to end up up my butt. Anyway, and my thing is like... Oh, is that what Lean In was all about? I didn't read the book. Yeah. (laughs) And my thing is like, buy better fitting underwear. There's a way that it doesn't have to be inside your asshole. It's just going to end up up my butt. That's what they say. (laughs) I feel like that is just like a rationalization for the underwear starting in your butt. Well, hey, it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. What is everyone doing right now in their Christmas? We are pre-recording this. As I said on a recent episode, most podcasts, they don't give you this kind of juicy, fresh content. Yeah. But I do. Um, so I would, li- I would like to know, what is everyone doing right ab- around now on the Thursday of Christmas week? Ooh, good one. Okay, so here, here's what I'm dealing with before Christmas. So it'll be, it'll be a real fun turnaround to see what happens. Right now, there is a, a hope that we can get into the Wolf Conservatory, wherein we get to go see wolves in Colorado. Mm. We're on a waiting list. For, th- for this very day. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I'll let you know if we get in or not. If not, we're going to go to the zoo. So right now you're either she's in Colorado hanging out with wolves, right, or crying or crying. In a zoo. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yes, those are the two things that we're. How up is to. the Colorado Zoo? Real good. It's real nice. Yeah, it's the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. Just um, a lot of hills. out of breath tigers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just, oh my god, the altitude. It's so high. It's real high up here. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> David, what are you doing? God willing, finishing maybe my third home that I will be building for the less fortunate and um, ladling out a bunch of soup for people, knitting a number of sweaters. And that's a lot to get done in this one day, but mm-hmm. that's what I'll be. I'll mm-hmm. probably be flying home. We are go- we're going to be in Puerto Rico. Ooh. Will you be building houses? No, I wish. Oh. Just taking advantage of the zip lines. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we thought they could use the uh, tourism money, so that's our feeling of uh, charitable. Yeah, you know, but, they need but it. just being American jerks down there. Going, I see. Yeah, it's a I little was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that you were going to Puerto Rico, I was wondering what it is like down there now. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, and I'll if let the whole tourism industry is up and running. But you must, are you going to like a resort or something down there? No, I think just regular hotels. Regular Puerto Rico. Right. Regular, yeah. It's a area. With some guy, Craigslist Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> it's an Airbnb. <laughs> says he's fine, says he's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, just staying at, um, I think we're going to San Juan. We will have been in San Juan and Fajardo. And Fajardo? Fajardo, dude. It's <laughs> fucking, did Fajardo. Yeah. they party, dude. They party in Fajardo. <laughs> party so far <laughs> um excited about that and as long as they've got them zip lines up i'm psyched are you really gonna zip line i'd love to i've never done it so yeah. i'm excited about that and then potentially some snorkeling 
maybe outside chance of some scuba diving as well. Nice. So yeah, pretty excited. It's about very that. cool. I don't have what it takes to zip line, and I guess what it takes is the desire to zip line. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I don't have. You don't want to sit in a harness and then feel the wind against your skin as you flow through the forest, almost like a bird. I mean, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's. I don't think I can let go of my fear that. Of the That's what it's thing. all about, man. That's what Fajardo's about. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, yes. Have you? Zi- you seem like the zip lining okay. type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, have. Colorado's got a, a zip line park that you can go to, and so you just zip line all day. So you start low and you go high. And, oh, uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Low, like how low is low? Mm-hmm. Probably thirty feet off the ground. That's still and then high. You go up. Yeah, I think if the, you do it once, and you'll be like, oh yeah, no, that's great. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because what, what do you suspect this sensation will feel like? Oh, I feel like it'll feel amazing. Right. But I just need a lot of assurance that I can't somehow die by like be by the zip line being like, <laughs> tilt, and then <laughs> dropping me, <laughs> you know? But that's, I mean, that's a way cooler way to go out than a drunk driver on the 101 or something like that. That's true. Well, yeah, but... I don't want the other one either. I mean, like it's if those are my choices, I'll take zip line. But okay, good. I don't. But those are your choices every day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that when you go somewhere else, any you know, people? Oh, you live in Oklahoma. Oh, the, oh I could never live there. The threat of tornadoes. Yeah, the tornado. Like, you live in California. Right. Oh my god, the earthquakes or the traffic. Oh my, you know, like. Yeah. I think that's what zip lining probably is to them. They're like, we shuttle thousands of people per week. No problem. Our statistics are like once. Yeah. 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 And the guy was drunk. So it's, yeah. I would totally zip line. That would you funny. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, I need to tell you guys about Fabletics. I'm very excited about Fabletics. Fabletics is Kate Hudson's active wear, athletic wear, athleisure wear company. And the fact that I am talking about her company on my show means in a way, a roundabout way, Kate Hudson and I are not only besties, but we're in business together. I don't think she would necessarily agree with that or even be okay with me saying that. But between you and me, we're business partners in Fabletics. Just go with it. Anyway, um, Fabletics is great. They have tons of really high quality, really comfortable, trendy, stylish, fashionable gym wear. But unlike all that other gym wear, which you're probably familiar with, their stuff is priced affordably. It is an accessible price point, which means you don't have to save up two months' salary to buy a pair of leggings. Um, and in fact, there's a special offer for my audience, which is you can get two leggings, two pairs of leggings, four legs for only $24. It's a $99 value. $99 value. I will tell you how to get that in just a moment. But Fabletics is your one-stop shop for athletic wear. They have yoga, running, gym gear, sports, bras, shoes, accessories, and more. All designs are done in-house. You can't find these pieces anywhere else, and you can't go to any store and find these prices. So what I'm saying is the pieces and the prices are exclusive to them. Uh, this stuff is, it's so cute. It's so great. Um, if you know me, you know that I have become quite a fan of the comfy athletic wear. I don't know how I went my whole life being like, you have two options. You can be uncomfortable or you can wear pajamas. No, no, no. You can wear all this cute yoga e gym stuff. That's, that's the in-house term for it. Yoga e gym stuff. Yoga e gym stuff. 
you're fashionable and you're comfortable and you can work out or you can sit and do a podcast or anything in between. So if you're anxious to get in shape and feel confident stepping into your workout routines with trendy and affordable gym wear, I highly recommend checking out Fabletics. And trust me, you do not want to miss out on their very special offer. Get two leggings for only $24, a $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. All you have to do is go to fabletics.com slash Allison to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com slash Allison to get two pairs of leggings for only $24 fabletics.com slash Allison. Best part is there's no commitment to purchase monthly and free shipping on all orders over $49. Go to fabletics.com slash Allison. Again, fabletics.com slash Allison. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay. When when we were in Kauai and they had all that, I was thinking, oh, but I, I would have been the only one of our group. And they have a ton of safety gear on those things and they check them all the time. Yeah. So I think it yeah. seems really crazy, but... Yeah, it's probably safer than walking down a sidewalk. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's not like uh, bungee jumping or skydiving. Or well, especially not yeah. skydiving. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's very little equipment that you need to work like that. It mm-hmm. sort of starts, and then if it's working, should yeah. continue to work. Right. Yeah. So you're in a, but there's no net or anything. Right. But you're in a harness attached to the zip line, and you just go. Yeah. yeah. See, now you're talking me into it. Yeah, yeah. good. It you does should. sound fun. That's it doesn't. It's yeah. all about. It, it is fun, man. Have you, you done it before? No, I. It's I really want to. I've I've been skydiving a couple times, but I've never uh, bungee jumped or zip lined. So those are bungee jumping doesn't seem that exciting. But. You're gonna have a good time. Did you do the yeah. skydiving thing where you're you're strapped to some dude no back. no I, I but i only did static line which is kind of lame where you only get like two or three seconds of free fall and oh. then it's just kind of a canopy ride down which is that's fun right. i like that but i i've never done it strapped to someone so how was it i loved it it's phenomenal like you're the all, all those fears i feel like people need to face them and experience them because when you're you know you see people no looking way. all weird with the <laughs> <laughs> the you as soon as your chute opens and you're sitting, you're not, you're not, you know, you see, watch people like kind of walk over with their parachute and, you, and we see it like in movies where they come down with their, you can straighten your legs, but really the, you strap yourself into it so tightly that realistically you're sitting. So you're just kind of sitting on what feels like a swing. And then you start having these thoughts of like, you, it's like you're above a map because everything's so small below mm-hmm. you. And then you start thinking, there's just like these strips of nylon underneath me attached to this can something's going to go wrong and then you start freaking out and then you kind of look around and go well there's nothing i can do about it yeah and that's a good feeling you start playing around like okay well if it's gonna happen i guess it's gonna happen and that is so freeing it's it, that gets, what kind of playing around are we talking about <laughs> like so you can take your toggles and kind of pull one down and do a cool spin and oh, you, can that's fun. And, or you can stall it out where you kind of you know rear back a bit and so you can you can go you're not afraid that you'll just do a little flippity flip and then it'll like <laughs> fold and then you'll just drop yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I, that does occur a little bit, but you start testing the bounds within reason. You're like, oh, I guess if I just cranked this toggle and started spinning wildly, things could go wrong. So you just don't let it get to that point. Just kind of this gently. is when your chute is already out. Open, yeah, right? yeah. See, I think it would be fun to parachute. Mm-hmm. The skydive part, I would not, I don't need that part. Yeah. But the actual like parachuting, I think would be, sounds really like serene and peaceful. Yeah. Do they I ever? Mean, do, can you ever just go parachuting? 
I mean, that's kind of what static line is. You you just get like a couple seconds of free fall. I had I just, the first time I did, I had to step out on this like strut of a plane and put my foot on a tire that would spin. And so you had to be like balanced in the middle of the tire. It was, you know, just sitting there, total silence. And they go, you ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they open this door. and <laughs> So, and, and uh, then that was where I was like, oh, this is way more intense than just this peaceful, like they cut off the engine to the plane and we're just kind of coasting. So that part to me was the equivalent of the wind in my face for a minute or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the parachute part, I, I like that more because it's just like really serene and nice. Scuba diving is kind of the same way. Yeah. It's like. You're so freaked out at first of I'm breathing and I'm underwater. They shouldn't be working. It's crazy. It's the best feeling. And then you just, everything just kind of goes away and you realize like whoever invented this, they like this feeling. They like just how mellow it is. And you're kind of like a fish just kind of cruising along. It's fantastic. That's super cool. We're looking at Daniel now yeah. to see what he has to say about this. I thought about doing skydiving for my bachelor party and Allison put a hard no on that one. <laughs> should we do a podcast field trip? Should we all well, to, should we go ice skating? <laughs> <laughs> because that was a field trip from like many iterations of the Thursday show ago. I'm on board for that. Skydiving, I don't think I want to do. Not so much there. Okay. But Wait, did you guys actually do no, it? No, we never did. Okay. But we talked about it a lot. Yeah. 2019, so, let's yeah. implement field trips. I enjoy ice skating. Daniel's never ice skated. Mm-mm. I'm terrible at it. I look so stupid <laughs> because I just, I cannot trust it enough to like stand up straight and kind of glide. So I just sort of, and then I'm like tucking, I'm riding them. It's terrible. Yeah. If it's anything like roller skating, it's, it's fun though. I mean, once I get gliding on them and I'm just really rigid in my weird little crouch, it's fun. It's a good time. Daniel, how much did, how badly did you want to go skydiving for your bachelor party? Oh, not so bad that I would, you know, I I pivoted, but I for a minute I thought about it, and then you told me a story. You, and was, you pivoted to dinner. <laughs> they got dinner. <laughs> yeah, for like when I was like, oh, we should do a whole thing. I thought, oh, that'd be fun to go skydiving, and then and then uh, I said, my best friend from when I was growing up died. She did. She had oh, sky, no. She oh, died geez. skydiving. Oh boy. She now in skydiving's defense. Mm-hmm. She was an avid skydiver. It was like her favorite thing. So she literally defense, did. In skydiving's defense, she was a pro skydiver. <laughs> yeah. Well, but she, her odds were she really her did die so doing times. something she loved, yeah. which always to me rang hollow until I was thinking about it, and I was like, "But if you got to go, I mean, but I'm sure did, she wasn't loving it. Probably not. <laughs> I su- I hadn't right thought of it that way. I suppose. Yeah. Probably when she realized, like, oh fuck. Not as into it right now. Still, it was her passion. I will also say... When- she, I'm just saying, if you're playing the odds, like, going one time, she had gone, like, hundreds of times. It's, but it still is not a ringing endorsement for skydiving. I really want to do where if I go hundreds of times, I could die, even a hundred times. It's just... That's <laughs> yeah. not... Yeah. Yeah. Great odds. My brain is so slow to process stuff during trauma that I bet it didn't occur to her. I mean, she was like, well, this is different. And then it was over. <laughs> you, there was probably a this lot of exhilarating. time. A lot of the time trying to figure out how to get the shoot open or this, the secondary shoot or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a lot of time to process the, oh, this is it. Yeah. God, I never really thought about all these details, but I'm glad we are now. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and yours. 
<laughs> oh, I feel bad. I feel like a this is like dark gallows humor to be laughing about this. It's actually is a tragedy. I'm I'm sad that this happened. <laughs> I'm disconnected from my emotions right now. Okay, you guys. Jeff had a heart out. He's gone. We can finally talk about him. Yeah, let's finally. talk about Jeff. Um, he's too damn attractive. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, he's sick too of good, it. He's too good at audio engineering. Yeah. So good at his job. Yeah, I do have a goal for 2019, and that is to get a drop. Do you guys think I can do it? Do yes. you believe in me? Oh. I think I get one. I'm yet to get one. You got to oh. save myself. Off the beaten path and dirty. I got to go. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's what Reverse it is. Reverse engineer it. This or it just sounds weird out of context. Okay. All right. Okay. When I come back with uh, a real a real wild hair on maybe like she's trying to get a drop. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't. I would say, hey, Je- there's things where I'd be like, Jeff, get that. But pick then, that up? But then Jeff will be probably be like, uh, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I grab the fucking drops, mister. <laughs> so yeah. you just got to hope that, you know. No, he's good. Everyone he finds yeah. is good. Yeah, I, bl- I fully blame myself. I know it. I'm jumping the gun because this is not our New Year's episode. But do you guys have New Year's resolutions? Are you New Year's resolution people? This is the first year I'm not going to do any because it occurred to me that none of my New Year's really? resolutions have ever come true. What were they? I, it varies. Just like believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. This is <laughs> something actionable. Get yeah. That kicked right out of your system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just... Uh, so, no. I got I got no except to get a drop. That's it. That's my only New Year's resolution. I feel like that's doable. Thanks. How about you guys? You got one? Mine in 2018 was to not try at all. <laughs> And it went Did pretty well. It? Yeah. it was great. I mean, people would ask me to do stuff and I would do it, but I just didn't do a lot of emailing to, hey, I'm checking in on or any efforts. It felt nice. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely not the most proactive thing you could ever do, but it was, there was a weird sort of just feeling of like, ha, ah, this is okay. Yeah. Now, why did you decide to make that a goal? I have too, more specific too questions. Too much rejection. But... It's sort of the mm-hmm. same thing that Renee was saying. I like just creating show ideas and all this, the work and stuff that mm-hmm. goes along in that and trying to like pitch them and sell them and getting really close at times and then all it goes nowhere and just being like, that was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And you get really committed to I mean, I know it's a big ask when you go to like a network, like, hey, make this thing. But then you really start to see it. and Like, oh, I could totally see this thing. And so when it gets closer, it doesn't happen. Everyone will tell you over and over, like, just keep doing it. Just keep, and I just felt like, I'm going to go the other route. Yeah. And just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it for self-preservation or was it out? Like was, was part of you wondering, do you reap the same uh, outcome? Because I wonder that sometimes too. Like the in, in, in an earlier show, you were talking about free will. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder like, does all the pushing get you anywhere? Or is it like the universe gives you what you're meant to have. Cause like mm-hmm. when I think about the jobs that I've gotten, they've been, I mean, they've been things that I pursued, but they've also been things that like were perfect for me. And it was a per, not always, but oftentimes it was a perfect fit versus a lot of stuff I tried to get that like, it wouldn't have been right actually. Yeah. And so it's like, can you just like, do good things come to those who just sit back and chill or do you have to make shit happen? I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, good. Uh, I'm curious about that. Like attracts like 
uh, mm-hmm. thing where uh, perhaps same the things that have happened to me are all things that I just like calmly knew would work out right so I think the things I really want the actual emotion I'm feeling is desperation yeah so that's right not and gonna that, happen. Does, that usually yeah. kind of pushes stuff away yeah mm-hmm. so it's the it's a, a calm knowing will always occur for me but the uh, please let me have it never yeah. happens yeah yeah so what yeah like did any of all that blah I just said <laughs> did that <laughs> figure in to this yeah, a little. I, I've part of it was like trying to f- figure out and remember, and you know what I do. I what I like. What I really, you know, I think people come here, mm-hmm. and then artistically, that's what got you here. Mm-hmm. That you like mm-hmm. doing it, but then art and commerce sort of intersect. Where now you're just just churn it out, just keep mm-hmm. making shit. So people start seeing connections of like, you know, what there's not a show of, and they just force it together. Right. Or, and I n- I never liked that. I always thought like. Everything that happened that was good uh, was just because I liked doing it. And right. Like went and did it out of joy mm-hmm. as opposed to like, hopefully the right person sees me. And so trying to just get back to that of like, oh, I just want to yeah. like remember what I like doing and not feel like I'm trying, like you were saying, like this yeah. desperation of like, maybe this will be the thing that finally. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. There's not, I think also when you're in town for so long, you see how ephemeral it all is. Like even if somebody like gets a, a lead role in a sitcom, you're like 10 years max. And then yeah. what? And then yeah. what do you do? Well, there's a ton mm-hmm. of stuff that I haven't gotten that someone did get, but then now the project is no longer around. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that it, it is totally ephemeral. Yeah. Like yeah. even if I had, it wasn't, it was nothing. Not, It'd be gone not, now. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll hear comedians get on stage sometimes and talk about, you know, what they're hoping to have happen or even if it's like tongue in cheek or whatnot. Yeah. And I, and they have no, um, knowledge or no familiarity at all that like I hosted a television show, which is such a strange thing to say or like to be like that thing you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. When did. that happens, it used to maybe feel like you got to the top of the hill because that used to be like such a touchstone mm-hmm. or like a benchmark thing of, okay, things are smooth sailing now because all the cameras are pointed at you and you're yeah. like the main person. And then it's at the same thing, like the lead person on a show or you, you see him around here all the time. Someone yeah, like, the billboards. Oh, they yeah. were right. 20 years ago in a sitcom. And, you know, there was a photo that went around of that dude from Cosby who was working at Trinity Oh, Joe's. right. Yeah. yeah. Theo. Not Theo. Kinda, uh, the, Alvin. Alvin. Yeah. 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 And people kind of scoff at that. Be like, I hope he's had these same sort of conversations. And just goes, it depends on what you get joy out of. Mm-hmm. If it has to be like, I've got to be on a network show. People get all this crazy face work done and all this shit because mm-hmm. like they're just chasing that constantly. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, so. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I this is something that happens a lot. And I've. I can totally relate where you, you start to get more about the ambition, right? And the thing I struggle with is that question of, yeah, but should, so there's the thing that brought you here, the reason you're doing it. Um, and here for anyone who's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood, the creative arts, I'd say it applies to almost any creative art. Right. Um, and, you know, you go, well, there's all these things that have nothing to do with that, that that might be opportunities. And those opportunities might give me the opportunity to do the do it the way that I wanted to do it in the first place. And I might not get that opportunity unless I do it this other way. But goddamn, I that's not why I'm here though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
I don't know that it's going to lead to the other thing either. And time is an unrenewable resource that I have very little of. And so do I take the little time I have and put it into things that I don't want to do so that maybe I'll have the opportunity to do something that I do want to do. It's a, it's, it's a tough gamble. It's a tough gamble. Well, so for people who don't know, David, you hosted a show called reactor Mm -hmm. on, was it on sci-fi? Yeah. And can you tell us what the show was like and what your experience was like? 1130 PM on a Thursday in the summer. So not exactly a prime, uh, TV watching sort of period in (laughs) when things happen. But yeah, like the whole thing of, um, when I first started coming through LA, I was young and everyone would say, you got a good look, kid, you got a look. And I'm like, okay. But then all that meant was like, go in for this E channel or VH1 or MTV thing and have a lot of energy and be psyched about talking about pop culture. And I would just relentlessly be like, I do not want to do this. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a nonconformist, man. <laughs> but I really did dis- I thoroughly disliked how art could influence culture and we were becoming just bereft of anything that had any depth to it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got like people in the industry who were excited about me, that is sort of the direction they wanted to take me into. And I always was like, okay, but it's like, I feel like at, at root, like, I don't think you get me if that, if you're, if you think that I should be like going in for an access Hollywood thing. Yeah, exactly. That's how I always felt. And I go, I, I don't want to do this. And the agency I was with at the time was like, it's good to just get in front of these casting people. Mm-hmm. Cause they'll know, you might not be right for this. And I just be like, yeah, I know. And there was a period where I got, I, I really, if I pushed and I could have, hosted this show but it was for a thing i didn't want and that was like was it well before it was yeah mtv show and like just kind of hot people being made to look like idiots and i would kind of host that kind of thing and i really i just didn't try it's not like i openly said Mm -hmm. no they i wasn't living in la and like i wasn't you know constantly calling them to be like where were you living i was in Austin, and i was on the road a lot i mean i was just a touring sort of vagabond comedian which is something i'd always wanted to do and then um i did so I, i just thought like that system they put you in where you didn't you didn't ever think that you'd be like on dancing with the stars because you're clinging <laughs> to that little remember me i was the guy that hosted that show on right or right. something to that and i just thought that was so sad and like i always liked when people just made things or when they were yeah. like their art is what mm-hmm. drove them i mean i think some of that is just the how the industry works it's like they're you know the representation they're usually not creating opportunities they are like sending people you know they receive like yeah they're these shows are looking for someone yeah. Ooh, you they're plugging you in and it's like there's a lot of shows that could need some you know yeah. and it's really I, like yeah i think that the both of you what you're talking about is um the same kind of problem and one thing Just i've told allison too fucking talented well one of the things <laughs> yes. i've told allison exactly <laughs> so versatile you're too, you're too specific a voice like you have to not two is the wrong word. I, I don't think it's two anything, but it's two for this, right? It's like they if someone wants to cast a host, um, you're going to have a harder time. It's not impossible, but it's a harder time if you're just a very, very specific voice and you can't just be general. You can't mm-hmm. just be that general sort of happy, positive host vibe. Like on BoJack Horseman, they're like, I'm a Ryan Seacrest type. It's <laughs> such yeah. a funny like yeah. host kind of... Yeah, and it's just you're making it harder for yourself. Now, you, there's tons of examples of people making it and being successful who are specific and have a voice. But it's just, you know, you're basically challenging them to 
kind of want what you're giving them as opposed to you giving them what they want. Right. Yeah. Well, and so how, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was right just going to, I think that that is a specific talent to be charming and charismatic and available to listen, but not necessarily need to input your own creativity, mm-hmm. which you guys don't have. And I think there are plenty creativity. of people who are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you you are, you're super creative and you've got good ideas and you always know how to make it better. And I feel like that will always bump against what that specific job needs. Right. So how was Reactor for you? So it, w- it was, um, parts of it were really fun. Like some of the best sort of like, you know, when you get a cubby hole that you can start putting stuff into, that's the best feeling. So you're like, oh, I, I've written sketches, but now like I have to. So you're writing like every day and yeah. actually getting to go film them and stuff. So that part was great. But that was all like the low budget behind the scenes stuff we did where they're like, hey, you guys just go take a camera and go shoot some promo things. Anything that was, so to go back a little bit, like the, I had a friend who put me in contact. Like, hey, I think you'd be good at this. And I, my first thought was like, I'm not good at those. I don't have the right energy. <laughs> and I, and the whole audition will be the person going, good, try it again now with a little more like, a little more buzz. And I go, oh, this is me topped out. And then, <laughs> as big as it gets. as big as I go and that's kind of what the audition was but the woman who was there at the casting person was like laughing into her shoulder she's like I have I like you're so funny and I was like hey thank you made me feel pretty good and like mm-hmm. so I got called back and then I did a test thing and I just didn't care about it I was just very like I like doing this and mm-hmm. I'm not nervous at all because this isn't something I really wanted to do so then that part was really great. I kept like kind of talking to people like, I know it's ridiculous to do like a clip show. It's just showing sci-fi things that have happened that week and then pausing them in like the soup or something, just kind of riffing and then interviewing people. So it's kind of like the daily show a little. Um, I liked it. I kept telling me like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. And then the more it got like legitimate as we were like going to air and th- like I was Because it was recorded live, right? Recorded live in front of a crowd. And I went to Upfronts, which was the most startling thing I've been a part of. That was like going into the epicenter where like Coca-Cola and Walmart and all these buyers, which are realistically the young people that kind of sold their soul, that were the ones that did everything they were kind of told to in life, mm-hmm. work for giant corporations. They get to then go to this big party that's funded by these giant companies and interact with celebrities and get their pictures right. taken and then be like yeah I saw Duchovny at this thing and I think we should make a play and so now they advertise on that show and and you're told like at this thing to go and kind of mingle and like I hope those Campbell soup people like you right and that it was I did the like red carpet thing for that and watched a girl from some show I didn't know purposely like pull out her nipple and then go through the thing and I was standing there like wait what yeah, it was nuts. And like, like was a deliberate nip slip? It was called That's The Somethings say, yeah. of Sunset. The Shaws. Oh, The Shaws of Sunset. Yeah, yeah. One of the girls from that did it. And I was like, da-da-da. and the, my handler for the day was like, oh, yeah. It's, as if like that, that happens. Happens. They, That's they, they do doing. that. That's yeah. just publicity. And it was like Kardashian wow. people there because it was all NBC Universal. So they umbrella all these terrible shows that I was like, I hate all of this. <laughs> and I was staying in a Trump hotel. And the lady <laughs> asked me, how do, you, how do you like your hotel? And I was like, ugh. And she was her. I just remember her face being like, "You don't." And I go, "What is it? He's like a birther guy. Fuck that guy." And then she, I go, "But the hotel's nice." She goes, oh, "Okay, good." <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, getting ready and like makeup and all this crap and trying on clothes a thousand times. And then I made the biggest mistake. I had gotten my hair cut at a sport clips. And it went pretty well. It looked okay, but I showed I'm unfamiliar up. with sport clips. It's like competitive like uh, haircutting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and go. You've seen hot dog eating yeah. contests, right? It's not like that. They have like games on and you're one of the, just one of the guys and they're cutting your hair. But it, it was fine for me, but it was kind of bushier. 
And they, like a Ryan Seacrest type at NBC Universal, mm-hmm. did, didn't like that. And so like I went kidneys. in and this dude was like, do you mind if I cut this, just even it out? And I go, yeah, yeah, but please, I'm already real uncomfortable in these clothes. Yeah, because you said, you told me they made you wear really tight clothes, right? So tight. Constantly just tighter and tighter clothes <laughs> to the point where like they had to put double-sided tape in the button-up shirts because if I put my shoulders back, it would like open up. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It yeah. was, and so I was just always walking around like, oh, this, I hate this. <laughs> and I, that part, I, and I was so uncomfortable with that and I would, I'm not trying to be a diva, but I would like voice it from time to time where they would kind of pull me aside like hey this will it'll get more mellow as we go along your clothes like, will get bigger <laughs> <laughs> but i saw colbert when his show started like complain about that as well and then the tight clothes yeah he was like i'm just me like a kid suit here <laughs> i think you have to get a little traction before you can finally start yeah, being like hey i'm not you're wearing you know someone's successful when they're wearing super that's why like by season 13 of the facts of life they're all in like super baggy sweaters <laughs> yeah. so yeah. they were pinnacle of they're their success fun. yeah that's the level you're trying to get to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their sweaters were like down to their knees. Ridiculous sweaters. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we did this. I wanted to do this intro where we um, did like this smash. You know, like all the shows we're doing previously on, and they just, yeah, and all theirs are so disjointed and weirdly cut together. And like, mm. you stole my hat. That's my mother's. Art. Like yeah, everything. Right. And I wanted to do that for a show. That's that was like Mad hat. Men. Yeah, yeah, Mad like Men. Like that. Like, yeah. Was so what weird. show was you stole my hat? <laughs> that was Mad Men. <laughs> That was my <laughs> yeah. Seems right. And I wanted to do that for a show that it was like the pilot episode. And we all thought that'd be pretty funny. And then they were into it right up until the end. And they were like, let's just do a cold open. So it had to be me like, tonight on the show, we have this and this and this. Yeah. And then I was sitting at a desk and I wanted to be like, or I said this. I was like, we started rolling the teleprompter and I was like, uh, hey, I'm over here now. And they <laughs> shut it down. Like someone had to come over me with a headphone. I'm like, hey, let's, we, it's not in the script. And I just remember being like, it was just that. That summarized everything, like how tight it was, how this wasn't loose and free and fun. And so it started to, once it got more real, it got more that where Mm -hmm. you feel so unappreciative having any complaints Mm -hmm. where like this thing that anyone would love to do. And you're like, that's, I kind of just miss. You had said that when they asked if they could cut your hair, you were like, yeah, but I'm already uncomfortable. And then I cut you off and said, yeah, you had to wear tight clothes, right? But what were you going to, what did you say? <laughs> they to- cut it off so much. And, oh. and then after it was done, I looked up and it was the same haircut the hairdresser had. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, oh. I, should, I was like, dude, no, I, this is, so if you, if those That's photos, a smart move. Yeah. That's yeah. What, you give yourself the haircut, then they can't, they'll look at you and they don't want to Yeah, they can't it. be yeah. like, oh, you, this looks like, um, oh, this looks right. like super. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I just felt, it just was like, so that's why I think like some people that we see publicly are not really, maybe who, who they truly are. They just kind of got forced into it. Mm-hmm. Where like, if you just Googled my name, it used to just be weird, like behind the scenes at podcasts or on stage doing comedy. And now it's like Getty images of the just lamest looking dude ever where I'm like, ah, oh, that's, God we're damn. all Googling your name now. Yeah, yeah you should. I mean, it's terrible. It's, it's, I, it's the most like embarrassing and frustrating that you like, you have your own, you have control over yourself to whatever degree that is. You might not like succeed in the highest levels and sell out a football stadium or whatever you're trying to achieve or like headline a Broadway show. But you can at least be like, ah, oh, I did it with a bit of dignity. And then you see these photos, you're like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, that thing where you maybe compromise yourself 
uh, it's tricky because then, yeah, your name is associated with mm-hmm. when someone Googles you, they see that. Right. Uh, they don't understand everything behind it. They just see that you did the thing. I mean, but, I, I always used to say, like, it's better to fail on your terms than to fail on their terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. You know, yeah. um, it's like, shit, that didn't work out. And also it wasn't my instincts that got me there. Right. <laughs> um. So do you have a 2019 resolution? I'm gonna, I mean, I, as we record this, we have more time, so I'll probably try yeah. to come up with one. Because I, I do like, I think it'll probably involve like getting in better physical shape or something to that, something I for sure have more control over mm-hmm. than, you know, uh, achievements or something like that. And, um, but no, I don't really have one right now that jumps out at me like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. What That's about fair. you, Daniel? Resolutions? Yeah. Just generally try to be less sexy. That's what I was going to say. Is it even possible? Exactly. You're setting yourself up. I'm going to try. Um, yeah, just fit. Uh. <laughs> uh, fitness and diet, sleep. Just I need to. Uh, I need to take better care of myself. And so I feel like that's about like what David said. That's about what I can control. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you going to do keto? Do you think your mom bought you a book? Dirty Lazy Keto, which is a quick read for anyone looking for a fun quick read. I don't know if I'm going to do a diet. I I think first I need to. Uh, it's a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> for me, more important is fitness. Uh, my body is just it's like an old car it's starting to seize up all the time. <laughs> it's really not great, and I can turn it around. Uh, but oh, man, it just sucks. You know, like just getting older, it's stupid to it's so obvious but you know my feet and my just joints and everything just sore all the time and it's just stupid <laughs> because it's like i'm not that oh you know, i was i was laughing because there was that guy in the headlines a couple weeks ago who was trying to legally get his age changed yeah he identified and, as, yeah and his whole point was like i'm 55 but my doctor said i have the body of a 40 year old and i want to be like 45 <laughs> and it's like i'm like 45 with the body of a 55 <laughs> right now it does not have to be like this but uh so anyway, yeah that's it and i don't know I don't really have any off the top of my head. Someone wrote in and said they were listening to an episode from, I don't know if it was like four or five years ago, right. and that I had like nailed all my goal, my five-year goals. Oh, cool. Uh, which apparently were to like have a baby, write a book, and buy a house. Oh, like, nice. Shit, good so, job. So uh, my work is done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you get in the weeds with a baby like having a new baby, which when, when I yeah. have this one, and then a certain amount of time passes and then you kind of like surface and you're like, I must survey the wreckage and put my life <laughs> back <is>. together. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I before Elliot, there were certain patterns and things that I would, I would do creatively or professionally. And now it's just, I'm in like survival mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost, Everything's reaction. Yeah, that it's like, wait a minute, how do I ratchet my life back to a place where I can be productive for the things that I care about, not the stupid family shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, no, it's, it's, it's the funny thing is this, this just becomes a higher priority than mm-hmm. anything else. And, yeah. and then you realize, no, that other stuff's important too. So finding that balance is tough, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would like to be calmer with this baby and not, 
have as much anxiety. I just said the same thing twice. No, but yeah. But I think that I'm, but I I think hopefully I will. Like, I think that'll just come naturally. So I don't know. And then also lose the baby weight, but that's not really a resolution as much as just like my plan, (laughs) (laughs) my plan for what's going to happen afterwards. Um, yeah, I don't know though. I guess it's been a while since I've like really taken that. What's it called? Thousand yard, not thousand yard stare, but gaze something where you sort like take assess the big picture and been like what direction do i want to go in yeah the direction i want to go in is just like and tomorrow i'll do this and it's like been very i've been very in the day-to-day of everything yeah uh yes i used to do that all the time is look like well if i do this that'll happen and that'll happen and that'll happen and then it just paralyzes me i don't do anything so right now it's like well what's the next step just right. right now. That's all you can focus on. I well, think see, that's fine to be in for sometimes. Before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about um, retirement accounts and mm-hmm. like the things that you're, that society. We have a great fun conversation. <laughs> <up> <laughs> but like the things that society tells you you're supposed to, if you do, if you tick all these boxes, if you do all that, then everything will go the right way or whatever. And David, you were saying that like that never really appealed to you because you like the idea of leaving it a little more up to chance, right? I'm kind of putting words in your mouth. A little, yeah, yeah. I And that's probably the people that have 401k and are barreling toward retirement and don't hate their jobs are just like, oh, you idiot. You're just like, you sound like a college sophomore. <laughs> I'm not going to do with this. But I, I'm just always more intrigued by like outdoor cats and, you know, someone that's got a little more skin mm-hmm. in the game kind mm-hmm. of risk. And, and yeah. I think like and a lot of my friends have done this, like the very standard, like I go to work and I get paid this amount and I put it here and some of it goes here and I've got it. I've got college accounts and retirement accounts. And it's like there's a reason they tell you to do that because years of right. experience have been right. like – all right, I am one of those outdoor cats, and it turns out it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry, yeah. having, constantly struggling, constantly seen scared. Some people dealing with this. What I've started to realize is that it's not so much the the reason to do that isn't. So, yes, it'd be nice to retire and all that, but it's really about that end of life care where you stop being able to function without nursing care and stuff like that. That's where it gets really fucking expensive. Like you can retire, you know, with a ton of money. And I mean, these places can cost six, $9,000 a month. Right. And, you know, there are, I just think about like, you know, like my friend, his, his in-laws, you know, uh, the, the father was a vet and he can go to the VA and they have great facilities. And so they're taken care of, but he was for a while. They didn't think that they could. And I think, what about all those people who are at that stage? They're in their 80s, 90s, and they weren't vets and they don't have enough money. What do you do? You mm-hmm. just die? Like That's my plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. but I mean, that's it. I think that's my, my fear now isn't so much about retirement because I don't know how possible or even what that means. Sure. But it's what happens when you hit that point? And I don't want to be a burden on my kid, you know. So that's what freaks me out. Well, that took Merry things, Christmas. That took things into, into a dark direction that I wasn't planning on going. Um, what I was going to say is, similarly, I have always been hesitant to like make a five-year plan. Um, although I guess I did. Yeah, I nailed to it. A, a podcast from a while ago. I think someone had asked me, "What's your five-year plan?" Okay. And so I answered it. But yeah, like 
I always, as I get older, it gets easier because it's like there's less of a mystery for, but I just always felt like, I don't know. I just want to like, I want the magic of just seeing what's going to happen as opposed to working to make certain, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's just like a fear of commitment or a fear of rejection or a fear of, of in, investing really, but I don't know. I'm not a five-year plan person. It seems like a product of experience that this it is really difficult to predict anything in yeah. this town. So you got to be available to wiggle. That's right. We can all pivot. We're all available for pivoting. <laughs> you guys, I feel like this has been a great fresh Nailed content it. filled <laughs> christmas epi- post christmas episode That's this is it. probably like the best one ever absolutely yeah for sure <laughs> um i'm on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen is where you go uh if you like what you're hearing you probably already are subscribed but if you're not subscribed also i have a podcast with greg fitzsimmons called childish check that one out as well childishpod.com is the website for that um, AllisonRosen.com for all things Allison Roseny. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm just going to mention it again. Renee, yes. Tell them whatever you'd like to share. Sure. I would like to tell you, you guys are great. You have wonderful listeners. And uh, if you're on Instagram, come, let's hang out. I'm yeah. Renee S. Colvert. Wonderful. David Huntsberger. Yes, you guys are wonderful. I hope you've had a lovely 2018. Excited for this new little citizen to get into the world. <laughs> Be pals with Elliot. And um, the I didn't mean to lament my uh, experience. I thought it was a worthwhile one. But just those were some of like the uh, introspective elements of when you go, through, you know, have that sort of thing. Which I hope like I've... I will and or have like move on from talking about it. It's been a while now. I don't think about it that you, often. I think I don't think you've ever talked about it on I this show. We threw it out of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we forced you. Sure. Really made you do that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I don't think it occupies a lot of my mental space. And I I'm proud of like the CDs I've made and stuff. And I I do think it's funny that uh, just no one saw that show. So it's not like I was. Oh man, this is the guy that got kicked in the nuts all the time on that one very popular <laughs> thing or something. So. I don't think it has in any way uh, influenced that or whatever. But anyway, um, if you want to check out some comedy, you can start a Pandora station for David Huntsberger or get one of my aforementioned CDs. And I do this podcast called The Space Cave. And recently I had this dude on who works for this um, program called Cal, Cold Atom Laboratory. Mm-hmm. They have a little cooler up on the International Space Station because Whoa. it's in a constant free fall. So it's like there's no gravity. And then they freeze rubidium and potassium in a like gaseous form so that they can get the atoms hold like frozen basically so they can look at the interactivities try what? to understand the huh. weak and strong forces it's that's awesome nuts and that's i'm doing so a cool. kind of a rough job of explaining like, <laughs> full, i don't really fully understand it but it's unreal to me so if you like chats about that check out the that's like space literal cave. space cave yeah. really yeah legitimately very space cavey it's like a cold cave in space <laughs> <laughs> you finally did it Dave. yeah daniel where do we find you you can find me at daniel quants on twitter and instagram d quants on the snappy <laughs> uh. jeff you're back <laughs> uh and jeff isn't here but i'll tell you check it you out can... check out the garage <laughs> 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 Uh, he wishes you happy holidays and um, he's on Instagram, Colonel Jeff Fox on Instagram. You guys, thank you for being the best listeners in the world. Uh, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Everyone on the show. Thank you for being on the show. You're wonderful too. Okay. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 